Welcome to the Dark Wales Tours podcast. On this podcast, we will explore the vast history of Wales, looking at the myths, legends and ghosts of this magical and mystical country. Wales has been the heart of Britain's supernatural beliefs for many centuries. And in this episode, we'll be looking at two buildings that have been reported as two of the most haunted buildings in Wales. The first is a place that was built to help and heal the people of Cardiff, serving them for some 200 years. However, it seems that there is something within the older parts of this building that has refused to rest in peace. The building we're first looking at is the Cardiff Royal Infirmary. Built in the 1820s on land donated by the Marquis of Butte of Cardiff Castle on an 800-year lease, the Cardiff Royal Infirmary began its life as the Cardiff Dispensary in 1822. It then became the Glamorganshire and Monmouthshire Infirmary and Dispensary in 1837, with the main building being built in 1883. In 1911, the hospital was renamed the King Edward VII Hospital and was requisitioned by the military during World War I. After the war, it was renamed Cardiff Royal Infirmary and by the time it joined the National Health Service in 1948, it had over 500 beds. Part of its services were moved in the 1990s with a plan to close it down completely. But after a public campaign, some services remained, with some returning in the 2010s. It is currently still operating as a hospital, with renovations continuing on some of the older parts of the building. However, even after the history of healing, there seems to be a presence that does not welcome people within the walls of the hospital. As patients slept in their beds, a phantom figure is said to wander the wards, causing harm to anyone who dare get in its way. The doctors were not safe either. There is said to be something so evil residing inside the hospital that they turned to religion to try to fight it off. In the early 2000s, Father Roy Doxey was called to the hospital in order to perform an exorcism in the pathology department. The doctors had called the police after several disturbances had occurred and had scared them so much. They were convinced only religion could help them. The doctors reported that they had experienced something so evil that they refused to go back to work until the exorcism had taken place. Exactly what they experienced is unknown as the doctors never spoke about what they experienced. Their lips remain sealed and it is a secret they will take to their graves. However, that is not the only entity that has been reported over the years. One night, a pregnant patient was sleeping in the ward. It had been a very long day for her and she was enjoying the peace and quiet of the ward. She then awoke with the sense that there was someone approaching her bed. The lady opened her eyes and looked around the room and she said she saw a nurse coming towards her. As the nurse got closer, the patient noticed something was wrong. The nurse was wearing an old-fashioned uniform instead of the current uniform she would have expected. The strange nurse reached the bed and looked at the patient, smiling at her. 
the patient stayed back at the nurse for a few seconds and was then terrified as the nurse simply vanished in front of her eyes. This ghostly nurse has been seen on numerous occasions. During the day, there was a plumber working in one of the old wards. He was working all alone when he had the sudden feeling that there was somebody watching him. He looked around the room and saw nothing out of the ordinary, so turned back to his work. As he continued to work, he heard footsteps behind him, and thinking perhaps that it was someone coming to check on him, he stood up ready to tell them to leave him to it, but he was surprised to see that there was nobody there. Concluding that he was imagining all of this, the plumber carried on with his work, though he was beginning to get a bit shaken up and he decided that he would speed up a bit. As he bent down to finish off his work, he felt on his shoulder the pressure of a hand. He said he could feel the outline of the individual fingers pressing down on him. He quickly stood and spun around to see down the other end of the ward the figure of a lady wearing a grey uniform. The lady stared at him for a few moments, smiled and vanished. The plumber quickly gathered his tools, threw them into his toolbox and ran out of the ward. When he reached the main part of the hospital, he decided he would go and find a security guard and tell them what he saw. As he searched for the security guard, he came across a large painting of an old matron of the hospital who had served during World War II. The plumber immediately recognised her. He couldn't believe it. It was the very same figure he had just previously seen standing in the hallway. The lady in question is said to be Eileen Rees. She was one of the most distinguished nurses of her day. She was born in Cardiff and trained at the Cardiff Royal Infirmary. During World War II, she served with the Territorial Army in the North African Campaign. Eileen travelled around the world learning and then teaching nursing, returning to Cardiff to become the last matron of the Cardiff Royal Infirmary. She was awarded an OBE in 1968 for her services to medicine. She retired in 1997 and died in 2008, yet it seems she may not have left the hospital that was such an instrumental part of her life. It is said she still roams the halls and wards, checking on the patients and doing her rounds. Of all the experiences, however, of this particular ghost, even though people have felt naturally afraid when witnessing such a thing, they have never felt threatened as such. It is almost as if this ghostly nurse is keeping a watchful eye on the hospital. However, as I mentioned, Eileen is not the only spirit to be haunting the Cardiff Royal Infirmary. There still seems to be a darker force present that seems to have a more malicious agenda, which perhaps suggests the previous exorcism did indeed fail. Or could it be a case that there are a multitude of entities within these walls? During the darker nights, the security guards have also experienced things that they cannot explain. On one particularly dark winter's night, one of the security guards was tasked with patrolling some of the abandoned parts of the hospital. As he was making his way along one of the corridors, he said he could hear footsteps somewhere nearby. 
He knew there was nobody in the area apart from himself, so he picked up his pace when he heard them again. They seemed to be getting closer and closer. He turned into another corridor, hoping to get back to the main part of the building as fast as he could, when he heard the footsteps running up from the other end of the corridor. A mixture of terror and intrigue overcame him as he spun around to lock down the corridor into the darkness. As he did, he said he was knocked to the ground by an unseen force that overwhelmed him. He managed to scramble to his feet and he ran as fast as he could away from the area. Another guard was patrolling the upper floors of the hospital when all of a sudden the doors all around him closed. He rushed from door to door, trying each one in turn, but they were all bizarrely locked. He was trapped on the upper wards all alone, or rather, he thought he was alone. He was just about to try the last door when he felt a hand grab his arm and with some force pull him back. The door then inexplicably opened. The guard looked around the room and saw there was nothing in sight. He rushed down the stairs back to the relative safety of the security room. However, there does not seem to be any safe room inside the hospital. Because while in the security room one night, another guard was watching the CCTV camera as he sat in his chair. All of a sudden, he felt a presence behind him. He spun around to see that there was nobody there and thinking nothing of it, he turned back to the cameras. A few minutes passed when something caught his eye on one of the monitors. A figure of a lady was seen walking down the corridor that passed right by the security room. The guard got up and went at the door to see who it was. He opened the door and investigated the corridor. He saw nothing, there was nobody in sight. He glanced back and looked at the monitors once again the figure of the lady was still there. He could see himself in the doorway and could see the lady just as clearly, slowly walking up to him. He looked back down the corridor, but again, he couldn't physically see anything. But each time he looked back at the monitor, he could see that the lady was stood right next to him, her arm raised about to touch him. He spun around to once again see that there was nobody anywhere near him. The guard glanced back to the camera to see that the lady was now walking away from him down the corridor and out of sight. He said that if he hadn't seen the CCTV footage, he would never have known there was anybody there. He said he never physically felt anybody touch him or even walk past him. He just saw the figure on the camera. The Cardiff Royal Infirmary, however, is not the only hospital in Wales that is said to be haunted. There have been many similar establishments that have reported strange phenomena over the years, but perhaps none more so than the infamous Denby Asylum in North Wales. The now abandoned North Wales Hospital in Denby is reported to echo with the screams and laughter of long dead patients. It is said to be one of the most haunted buildings in the country. It was opened in 1848 for Welsh-speaking patients. The North Wales Hospital was a place where you would send your relatives if you wanted them out of the way, if they were an inconvenience. 
a place where men would send their wives if they found them having affairs, and a place where there was little incentive to discharge any patient. The North Wales Hospital was an asylum for the mentally ill. Built on land given by Joseph Ablett of Llanbedder Hall, the North Wales Hospital was a community project to have local Welsh-speaking people treated in the area instead of being sent to various English-speaking hospitals around the country. A committee was set up in order to raise money to fund the project. Even Queen Victoria and Prince Albert gave money to help build the hospital. Some of the treatments including putting the patients to work, the men would tend the gardens and then would later help in the industrial workrooms, and the women would work in the kitchens, the laundry and help with the day-to-day -day cleaning. Patients were also subjected to terrible treatments that did more harm than good. If a patient was deemed to be getting hysterical, then the doctors would prescribe the highly toxic chemical mercury which is extremely dangerous and will cause mercury poisoning which will eventually result in death. Another way in which the doctors would control the patients was to administer a chemical substance that nowadays is used in fire retardants. This would help keep the patients sick and thus less prone to violence. However, worse was to come when in the 1940s a procedure was introduced that purposely damage the prefrontal part of the brain to render the patient docile. This was of course the prefrontal lobotomy. Within two years of the lobotomy being introduced to the hospital, 24 patients had undergone the procedure. At least one of these patients died as a result. Another treatment that was used within the hospital was electric shock therapy. This is a very painful process where electrical currents are passed through the body in the hopes it will cure the ailment. With all of these draconian treatments and ways of dealing with the mentally ill, it's no wonder that North Wales Hospital has gained a reputation as being a very eerie and haunted site. Even after the advancement of science and attitudes towards mental health improved, the North Wales Hospital still seemed to be the home of many ghostly figures of its past. There was a nurse during the last few decades of the hospital who experienced several paranormal events while he was working within the hospital. These experiences have been well documented by the nurse himself. During one night shift, the nurse and a colleague were sat in their office at the end of the ward. It had been a quiet shift. They had done their rounds and checked on their patients with no problems. Suddenly, the colleague stood up and she said she had just seen one of the patients stand up and walk towards the veranda. In a panic, the two nurses went towards the veranda to try to find the patient and bring him back to bed. Upon inspection, they discovered there was no one on the veranda and the gentleman in question could not have gone that far that fast. Worried that something may have happened, the nurse returned to the ward when he passed the gentleman's bed. He saw that the man was still in the bed. Thinking perhaps his colleague had dreamt it and was imagining things, he called his colleague over and told her the patient hadn't moved, that he was still, in fact, in the bed. Closer inspection actually revealed that the man in the bed 
was in fact dead. The nurses sprang into action, phoning the doctor so he could pronounce death, arranging for the body to be taken to the morgue and preparing the body for this journey. When they had finished this work, their shift was over, so they gave the day nurses their handover notes and went home. The next night, however, as the same two nurses were again in the office, the nurse's colleague once again stood up, her face in total shock, saying that she had just seen the same gentleman pass by the door and head down the corridor towards the veranda again, even though they both knew, of course, he had died the previous night. It was not just at night, however, that the nurse experienced ghostly things. During the day, he was working in a different ward, directly below the ward where some of the most dangerous patients were kept. He was doing some cleaning when he heard an almighty bang coming from above him. Thinking perhaps someone was using the cleaning buffer, he carried on with his work. He then heard it again and again, over and over, a continuous banging noise. Finally, he decided he would go upstairs to see what on earth was going on. When he arrived on the ward, he could see nothing out of the ordinary. Some patients were rocking in their chairs and the nurses were doing their rounds, but no one seemed to be using the buffer or causing such a noise. He told one of the other nurses what he had heard from downstairs, and the nurse said he knew exactly who it was, not at all surprised at what he had heard. That was Don, he casually said. He was a dangerous psychotic that was sent here. He was a handful to control until he had a leucotomy, then he was fine. He used to like buffing the floors. He did it for 30 years until he died a few years ago. Even in death, it seems, Don is carrying on with his routine. At that moment, as if on cue, the two nurses heard the sound of the buffer once again. During another night shift, the same nurse was awoken in a cold sweat and found himself in a state of sleep paralysis. He was aware he was awake but could not move his body. Sleep paralysis, of course, is a terrifying condition that can sometimes make people see and believe things that are not really there. In this particular story, however, that was certainly not the case. As he lay there completely terrified, he saw a floating spectre emerging towards him along the corridor. He could see it was a lady with a drawn-out face, long grey straggly hair, wearing what he described as a white shroud. He noted the lady's mouth was open as if screaming, but no sound was heard. As this terrifying entity approached him, he managed to fully awake himself and make a hasty retreat. Thankful, he thought, there was only a vivid night terror. Some minutes after, however, he was called to a patient's room who had suddenly passed away. As he got to the room, he looked down at the deceased patient and was horrified to see the lady had long grey hair, her mouth agape, dressed in a white gown. The very image that he had only minutes ago seen and which filled him with terror and dread, something he rationalised previously must have only been a nightmare but maybe not so. Stories of ghosts and spectres in white shrouds or draped in similar garments always remind me of the terrifying Elmar James story, or whistle and I'll come to you my lad, 
where the protagonist of the story is confronted with a horrifying entity that rises up from the bedsheets, leaving him helpless and defenseless. There have also been reports of a faceless man seen roaming around the grounds and corridors of the hospital. Staff who encounter him have said that there was an aura of evil about him. Even though the nurse's experiences mentioned in these stories have been well documented, there were also countless other experiences by numerous other staff members. The Denby Hospital was closed permanently and is now abandoned and falling apart. It is no longer safe to enter and has fences around it, with cameras and security making sure nobody enters. It was compulsory purchased by the council in 2018 and there are plans to turn it into housing. So do the spirits of the recently deceased roam the corridors of hospitals? Do abandoned asylums still ring with the cries of long dead patients who were subjected to cruel and painful treatments before we better understood mental illness? If you have your own story to share on this, or any of the other topics in our podcasts, then please email us on darkwales at hotmail.com. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dark Wales Tours podcast. Please be sure to visit us on www.darkwalestours.co.uk and also check out our Instagram, Facebook and Twitter feeds for news of our tours that we conduct in various locations around Wales and also for news of more episodes of this podcast. Until next time, Diolchen Vaur, thank you very much. The Dark Wales Tours podcast is produced and delivered by Matthew Rose and Luke Alcock, owners of Dark Wales Tours.